You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Well, good evening and welcome everyone to the Lifeline broadcast. I'm Apostle Shirley Jones, the senior pastor of Rehoboth Family Life Center and the host of this broadcast. Thank you tonight for joining me. To God be all the glory. Well, as always, I am just so glad and honored to be a part of this network when Christians speak talk radio network. This network is doing the work of kingdom building throughout the world. You know, and we are in such a time where the gospel must be preached to give hope and encouragement. I pray that the work of this network goes even further in doing kingdom building in 2022 and beyond. To God be the glory. Amen and amen and amen. Well, before we get into the broadcast uh, for tonight, I want to extend an invitation for you guys to join us on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time for Rehoboth Family Life Center Worship Service. We're back in the building, and Sunday service messages post later on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, And you can share the messages with your family and your friends. This is such an awesome time to evangelize and share the good news of the gospel. Also join us for our Bible study uh, Tuesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. on Zoom audio. You know, this year we're doing something a little different. Uh, The theme is exploring the Bible. We are going from Genesis to Revelation, and you can go to our church Facebook page to get information to connect. And also I want to say uh, as far as being back in the sanctuary, uh, everyone wears a mask. We are very pro-COVID, you know, trying to keep everybody as protected as possible. So everyone is required to wear a mask. We do social distancing. And we also sanitize the room uh, before anybody gets in there. And so we're very, like I say, pro-COVID. And, but come out, hang out with us uh, so that we can just worship together and be blessed. Well, I'm going to go ahead and open us up in prayer, and then we're going to go ahead and go forward. So, Father God, we just bless you, God, and we honor you, God, and we adore you tonight. I pray that, God, that you would just be in the midst of us tonight. I pray that, God, that you would speak. I pray that, God, that you would bless the speaker, uh, my guest tonight. I pray that, God, that you would give your people a listening ear, Father God, and a heart to receive. I pray that something that is said tonight will cause somebody's life to change and somebody to even ask, what must I do to be saved? So, Father, I thank you for this platform. I thank you for this opportunity again tonight, Lord God, to come first before you and before your people. So I just give this broadcast back. I pray God be glorified, be glorified, be glorified, and bless your people in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Well, I'm excited. I am so excited tonight to have Minister Vanessa uh, Williams as my guest. Uh, She has been a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ for over 20 years. She is a fellow host speaker on the weekly broadcast called His Abounding Grace. She served as a Sunday school teacher, pulpit, and conference speaker 
and administrator. You know, she's passionate about encouraging others and teaching them how to strengthen their Christian journey. She's a retiree of the U.S. federal government. She holds a degree in biblical studies and a certificate in biblical counseling principles. She is a member of LifePoint Church located in Fredericksburg, Virginia, where she serves as a small group leader and coach. And she has currently written two books titled The Girl from Chapel Hill, Volumes 1 and 2. And although both books are fiction, but they contain and they illustrate principles of faith, hope, love, and forgiveness, which we are going to discuss tonight. So welcome, welcome, Minister Vanessa, and to have you join me tonight. Thank you so much, Apostle Shirley. Appreciate you um, having me on your broadcast tonight. Amen. So we're just going to just jump right in. Uh, I believe that there are things that you're going to share and that we can discuss that will be a blessing. So the first thing I want to ask you, the first thing, so when did you really realize you wanted to be a writer? (laughs) Well, before I answer that, I just wanted to give thanks to God, first of all, um, for this opportunity. Uh, Thanking you once again. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the founder of When Christians Speak broadcast, Reverend Ray, who's the founder. So I just thank God for the opportunity to just um, be a witness um, for him uh, with this platform. When did I realize I wanted to be a writer? Oh, my gosh. It goes back so many years. I mean, I, I can remember even as a, as a teen writing. I love, always loved to write. In terms of how long ago and I thought I was going to be an author, I would say about 20-some years ago, really. Um, I oh, wow. remember the Lord, speaking, the Lord speaking to me um, a scripture that's real dear to my heart that he was going to complete what he finished in me. And uh, without going to a lot of detail, I believe that was the uh, time when I knew it was going to be, I didn't know what, what form it was going to be in, but I knew that I wanted to be um, an author. Thank you for asking me that. Amen. Amen. You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I'm, I'm an author as well. And, uh, and it's interesting how God will just use things sometimes that we don't even know that he's going to use it to further use it. Uh, I've Amen. journaled since about 19, probably 1985. Yeah, about mm. 1985 I've journaled. And my journaling was to just to empty out. A lot of times I could not talk about how I felt, but I could write about it. And so mm-hmm. I have journals that date all the way back and, and God has allowed me to journal. I journal even up to today. I journal every morning when I wake up in the morning. I, I jot down my dreams and things like that. And then God just said, you know, turn those words of encouragement, your experiences, into a book. And so that's why my, awesome. my first two books, Lifeline, Volume 1 and 2, are actually excerpts from my journal. He says, now that I've encouraged you, now I want you to encourage others. So that's just Amen. awesome to hear you say that because, you know, a lot of times, our gifts are being formulated in us way before they're actually utilized. And <laughs> sometimes we don't even know what they're for. But, you know, God is always yes. working, working in us and on us. So mm-hmm. my next question is, what are some of the things that inspired you uh, to write this book? Uh, again, I, I must thank God first for releasing me because I did not know it was going to be fictional. I did not know it was going to be a novel format. I really thought my first book was going to be a collection of various sermonettes that I've done over the years. And when I retired in March of 21, 
I realized I hadn't really thought to him recently about this type of book, always thinking I knew what was best, you know. Um, so I asked him, and I was really, to be honest with you, I was really surprised when I got the green light to do a novel based on spiritual principles. So I have to acknowledge my Heavenly Father first. So grateful to him because, you know, if it wasn't for his support, his wisdom, his guidance, I would never have completed uh, either book one or book two. Throughout this process, I have to say, I asked for, and I received his guidance in so many unexpected ways. And then there are two other um, um, areas I want to highlight. My, my mama, I call her Mama Lodge, she um, passed on years ago. I was reared from birth by my maternal grandmother, who I call Mama. She always have a special place in my heart. And if you read my book, you'll see a lot of her, her sayings throughout the book. So I cherish so much her wisdom and so much of her sayings, um, even to this day. I trust I honor her way. I really do. She would always say things like, treat others the way you want to be treated. Um, and I remember her, I can hear her saying now, a little lie is still a lie no matter who tells it. So I, I, mm-hmm. I have to acknowledge her to actually dedicate uh, my book to my husband, Rick, and also to Mama Law. And then I want to also say that it's always been my desire to encourage people, to help them on their journey. It remains my desire that somewhere, somebody, sometime along the way, will be strengthened about something they've written, they've read, I'm sorry, in the pages of this book, something they've read, something I've shared along the way that will help them on their journey. So I thank you so much for asking me that question. You also, um, how long, so how did it come about that you knew that it was going to be a, a novel? It was like, how, how did that happen? What did God say? And how long did it take you to get the download? How long? Okay, that's a, tell, tell me a little <laughs> bit about that. That was quick, uh, Apostle Shirley, really quick. So, again, it was like in March of 21, when I retired from the government, I had really had an opportunity to, to um, just focus more so, you know, um, instead of working on a nine to five. And, I, again, I had thought that my first book was going to be, you know, just a lot of how-tos, which is fine, uh, on love and faith and joy. Um but to be turned around to a novel, you asked me how long. <laughs> it wasn't long at all. I'm so serious. I mean, when I prayed and asked God, and I'm telling you, uh, Apostle, it was about a week's time when I started to sit down and formulate that. And, I mean, I would be at the computer typing sometimes 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and words wow. were coming to me so fast. I, I mean, I literally couldn't get them down quick enough. And I know I say that because, I know it's not me. I know it was him. And when I was stumbled, when I was get stuck, you know, um, I could just hear hear the words, you know, and I got to tear up. And <laughs> I, I'm very passionate about um, thinking back about how God orchestrated this thing. So I can't take credit for that. But in terms of how long I think it was going to move from a, um, a, a non-fiction to fictional, <laughs> it was really a matter of a week. And then I just, in September of 21, I think I started the first book, um, really said then, I'd say March of 20. And so September of 21, it was published. Um, and there was a lot in between that time. But anyway, and then the second book um, was published this past June of 22. 
Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. And isn't it it isn't it just wonderful when you can sit and get the download? <laughs> you know, when you know it's not you. It's not you, but you oh my gosh. you're hearing it. You're hearing yes, it being yes. poured into you. It's like, whoa. <laughs> it's just it's just nothing it's nothing like that. Uh I say that all the time, even when I'm sitting for Sunday messages, you know, when I'm sitting and, and I'm hearing, you know, tell them this. You know, use this scripture, use this situation. It's like nothing like that, that, that God, the Holy Spirit comes and just begins to tell you, give you direction. Amen. And you know it's not you, but it's all yes. in him, and you're just so grateful for that. So grateful. So grateful. So grateful. Yeah. So, so that, that's awesome. That's kind of like when I did uh, the ABCs of leadership, uh, I thought I was going to do another kind of book. and. And he says, no, this is what I want you to do, the ABCs of leadership. He says, I want you to come, and I want you to sit. He said, sit, sit for six weeks, get you a notebook and, and some pens, and, and I want you to come each evening. And I did that from, like, from Monday to Friday. I had the weekend off because uh, I was still preaching. And uh, he said, uh, I want you to, to come for six weeks. And in six weeks, I have the ABCs of leadership. So I can, I can attest. Small country girl, 
or guy, but you can succeed. You can come from a small town USA, and you can do whatever you want to do as long as you put your confidence, your faith in God. Amen. Amen. So how does, because there's volume one and volume two. How does, how do they relate? Are they are volume two? Because I, I just got to, I just looked a little bit in volume two. I, I read several chapters in volume one. How do they relate? Mm-hmm. Are they, are they like a continuation or part two? Yeah. Or is it something yes. separate? You know, what is the correlation between the two books? Okay, so no, that's that's an excellent question. No, they are. Uh, it's a sequel, volume two, book two, um, follows on the story of the characters in book one, and actually, book two subtitle is Legacy of a Praying Mama. So as I mentioned earlier, um, book one, the girl from Chapel Hill, the main character Laura, she talks a lot about her mama, which really was her grandmother. And a lot of what her she learned, a lot of the lessons she learned from Mama. So a lot of that was praying. Her mom praying over her. She learned to pray. She went through a lot herself. This main character. And so book two is entitled subtitled Legacy of a Praying Mama. And so it continues on some of the characters in from book one. So it is a sequel. Okay. Amen. Amen. Well, I, one of the things that I noticed when I I read. Um, uh, I think about three or four chapters in in, in the first book um, that there were there were principles that that were thread throughout the book and it was like hope, love, faith, and forgiveness. To me, those were were the important biblical principles that I saw that was displayed in the book. So I just wanted us to to just mess with that for a little bit tonight, and I just want you to take some time and. And talk to us a little bit about these principles and how they played out in your book and the importance in the life of the believer. So let's just, just kind of jump in that for a little bit. And let's look at the first one when you think about the word hope. Hope. Uh, hope right now stands out to me a lot because uh, I'm preaching a series at church called Hope Not Deferred. And, mm. and the importance of hope, the importance of hope and, and, you know, hope, when hope comes, you know, we, we have to have hope because we don't have hope. We die. You know, we, we stay mm-hmm. stuck. Uh, we, 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 we can't hold on to the, the promises of God. And so hope is just so, so important. So just talk yeah. to us a little bit about hope. How was that? I read it through your book. What's your take when it comes to hope? How did you, how did you want people to receive hope? And why is that, why do you feel as though that's so important? to be displayed in your book for the believer? Amen. Great question. Okay, but the first thing I wanted to mention was the scripture that um, you'll see it's written throughout my book, um, Hebrews 11.1, 1, because faith and hope um, go hand in hand. And the scripture says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. As you read the book, you'll, real, you'll people will see that the main character, she goes through a lot of stuff. Um, she grows up, and even into adulthood, she's always thought she could lean on her mama's faith um, to get her through different things. Um, we, we all know that each of us has a measure of faith. But after years of struggling, Laura, that's the main character, she finally realizes she can't rely on mama's faith anymore. She has to reach deep down within and rely on her, her own faith. So there's that hope that's within her. Uh, it's there. And just like God tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope 
in a future. So I say to anyone today that to be encouraged, to be encouraged because there is hope. Regardless of whatever you're going through, you can make it. I tell anyone to be encouraged, be a good cheer. God is the one that respects in your heart. All you need to do is hope. That look much to the faith that you have within, um, just draw it. Um, but be encouraged. Don't forget to breathe, you know. Don't forget to breathe. As long as you've got breath in your body, there is hope, hope for the future. And I also want to share um, that um, just to be reminded that Christ is the solid rock and all other ground truly is speaking stand. So yeah. there's so much stuff going on in the world today where we can be swayed by what the naysayers say. But I want to encourage all my brothers and sisters, anyone listening or even reading the book, that there are so many scriptures that you can cling to that hope that you have within you, just be encouraged. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. How do we maintain hope? How do we maintain hope in a world that seems so hopeless? How do you keep the faith when every fiber of you cries out, enough is enough when you're going through stuff? How do you keep on keeping on when all you really want to do is toss in the, toss in the tower? We have within us everything we need to do we just have to reach out and remember who we are serving. We need to strengthen our foundations through prayer. And I can go on and on and on about that. But hope is so critical. And, again, hope and faith go, go, go hand in hand. We need to, a lot of times, um, just draw back and stop focusing on our own situation and, and start focusing on someone else. And then the hope that, that we have within us, it, it can be relighted you know, relent so that we can just keep, we know that we can just keep on keeping on, putting one foot in front of the other, one foot at a time. But it's so important. And, and, and you, um, the, the book, when you go through from book one to book two, you'll see that this main character, she learns a lot through the trial she's gone through. And she had hope all along, and she had to go rely not on her um, faith of others. She had to learn that, hey, I got to do this thing for myself. I got to do it. It's not just a matter of going to church, but it's a matter of me, hey, what do I need to do to keep on keeping on? Because she thought she was going to lose her mind. And I don't, I'm not getting into the whole storyline, but she thought she was going to lose her mind. But she goes to a Christian conference, a two-day conference that turns her life around. And the facilitator talks a lot about hope, talks about, a lot about love, and talks a lot about forgiveness. And I know you're going to get into that in a little bit, so I'm just going to calls right now, but did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, hope is <clears throat> hope is, is so important. Uh, I had jotted down the scripture right before we got on in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21 mm. to 26, it says, this I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassions mm. fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord mm. is my portion of my soul, therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. And, you know, right here in Lamentation, it says, when I recall to my mind, and that's one of the things that we have to, to get to a place that we do not allow time or space to rob us of our hope and our confidence in Father God. If we would focus on, you know, he, he is, a, is a great God, and, and if we can recall all the things that God has already done in our lives, and he is the same God that, 
that he fails of not, and whatever he did in the past, God can do it again and again and again. You know, his mercy fail is not. They're new each and every morning. He don't even give us leftover mercies. They're new every morning. And so we could just recall, as the, as the writer said, I recall to my mind, if we can keep our mind state on him, that regardless of the situation or the circumstance or how long it's been, but I know that my Redeemer liveth. I know Amen. that my God is going to come see about me because he's never left me. He's never failed me. He said that he would always be there with me, and I can count on that. So regardless of what it looks like, I think that helps us to stay in the mode of hope uh, and not looking at what's wrong, but looking at the author and the finisher of our faith. So, yeah, hope, hope is paramount. I mean, that, that's something that we must have. You know, because if you think yeah. about it, we hope in a lot of stuff, but are we hoping in yeah. God? You know, because stuff yeah. will fail us. People will fail us. But our hope's got to be a godly hope. It's got to be in God Almighty all by himself. So I'm excited Amen. about that, that you got an opportunity to expand on that in your book. Another principle uh, that's threaded through your book is about love. So talk to us a little yes. bit about love. Yes, yes, yes. Um, mm, 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 mm. I, I thank you. I just enjoy listening to what you were just saying, I tell you. It's so good. But you, you can't talk about love without talking about God. You know, yes, yes. because God is love. And a lot of times people throw out that love, but they're really not talking about that agape love, that love that's unconditional. And in the book, um, she really loved the main character, really didn't know how to love. She carried a lot of baggage into her marriage, and because of some things who had, that had happened to her in her past, still dealing with unforgiveness, which we'll talk about a little bit. But when she, when she, as she begins to delve into a lot of the scriptures, and with the help of the uh, facilitator at the conference, uh, even though it was a two-day conference, but she got a lot of takeaway, is that she needed to, to get rid of a lot of stuff to really, really love is God love. But Jesus is love. And once she, um, and it's a process. It's not an overnight thing, you know, we talk about love. But you'll see the theme of love throughout the book, the love that she had um, for her mom. And, and she talked about that so much the love that her mom had for so many others, you know. And then she was able to, uh, once she was able to get rid of a lot of baggage, I'll call it baggage, she, her eyes were open, and in, even in the midst of going through stuff when someone was trying to harm her, she had to um, learn, you know, that what, what true love is, is all about. So um, that the love that you're talking about here is that unconditional love that regardless I'm going to love you regardless, not because of anything you've done for me, but because yes. God is love. And he told us to love, you know, to love each other as we love ourselves. And I wanted to say um, also it's very difficult, and I dare say you can't really love anyone else if you don't love yourself, if you don't respect yourself. And you'll see some of that in the book as well. Uh, once you're able to love as God loves, we're talking about the, the, the awesome love that he loved us so much, you know, that, he gave his only begotten son for us. And so when we think about um, the type of love that God extended towards us, then we have to, we have a mandate to extend that type of love towards others. So you'll see that the theme of love throughout the book, and books one and book two, as a matter of fact. Amen, amen. You just, you know, I had jotted down that with you, the scripture you just gave in John 3, 16, 17, for God so loved the world. 
that he gave mm-hmm. his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to be to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You know, and when Amen. you think about this scripture, it says that God so loved. He didn't just love, so love. You know, when you so love, you, you it's, it's a little bit different than just loving. But when you so love, because you've been married, a, how, long, how many years have you been married? I hope you don't mind me asking that. Next week will be our 47th wedding anniversary. Barely able to keep it together. 
She starts to weep and she, tr- she tries hard to control her sniffling. Her emotions are raw because she really, up to this point, didn't know how to love herself. I just wanted to add mm-hmm. that because based on what you were just saying. Amen. Amen. That's so, it's so important. It's so important um, that that love just does something. His love just does something uh, that no human love can do. Uh, and Amen. it's so needed and so wanted, and, it, and it's a blessing. Another one of, and you talked a little bit about this when we were talking about about hope. Uh, you talked a little bit about uh, faith, but just if you could just expound a little bit more about that in your book, in the principle of faith, and you know why is it so important for us? So important, as I mentioned earlier, one of the, the main scriptures come, came to my mind and comes to my mind is Hebrews 11th chapter, the first verse. Um, and throughout the theme, um, I talk, the, the author, uh, <laughs> the author, the author talks about the, the um, different principles that uh, the main character's mom had, you know, and I was built on faith. And she realizes, though, the main character realizes, hey, mama's gone. I don't have her here. And I realized that I need to um, stir up the gift within me. And then she learns that she has, a, every person has a measure of faith, and she just needs to do whatever she needs to do to build upon that. And she learns how to do that, knowing that faith is truly the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Once she grabbed a hold of that, and it was not an overnight thing, it's, it's, even when she moved on into book two, there was a lot of talking about prayer, but even in book two, she had to lean back and, and go back over the scriptures and met, uh, encourage herself and remember who she is in Christ. But um, her faith, she did learn that she needs her own measure of faith, and she was able to grab that, and then she was able to help her family throughout that. And so very, very important. But also know that hope and faith, they do go hand in hand. Amen, amen. And, and also, I was thinking about this, too. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible mm. to please him. For he Amen. that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, Amen. we can't see God. We can't see a lot of things, you know, but, but when it comes to God and, and the things that he does, we have to believe it by faith. Uh, he Amen. says that. You know, a lot of times we'll say, uh, I need more faith. No, it's not that we need more faith. We need to utilize the faith that we have. Uh, it says Amen. that if we, speak, if we speak to, I think it's a, I'm paraphrasing this, uh, we speak to the sycamore tree. If we speak to it, it shall be moved into yonder sea. And I, I remember I remember doing um, a little study on the tree. I think it's a sycamore tree and how the roots go deep down. They go deep down and then they spread out so that that tree is very stable. There's nothing going to shake it like that. But he said, mm-hmm. but with the, he said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, which is very mm. small, you can speak to that tree, and it shall be moved into yonder sea. So that tells Amen. us that even a little bit of faith can do hey. a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. if a little bit of faith <laughs> can move a sycamore tree just by speaking mm. to it, and cause it to be uprooted when those roots are spread out and it's stable. But if we speak to it, it can be moved into yonder. See, so faith is such a, a powerful element or powerful principle as believers that we need to, to have, but not only to have, but to utilize. 
to utilize. Amen. You know, we always think that we don't have enough faith, but that ain't what the word says. It says mm-hmm. if we have faith the size of a mustard seed, so stop. You know, we need to sometimes stop asking for more faith and just use That's the faith right. that we have and just see Amen. what it's going to do. And see Amen. what it's going to do. Because it will produce. Uh, it will produce. Awesome. Awesome. Faith. And another yes. another principle that you mentioned in, in the book uh, was, and that's just one of my favorite, is is forgiveness. So talk to us oh, a little bit about goodness. that. Ooh, forgiveness. Ooh. Mm-mm-mm. That was what she struggled with the most. So the main character, uh, the small town girl, goes away to college. And when she gets to college, something awful happens to her. And she doesn't tell anybody about it, okay? But she's harboring resentment. She's harboring hatred. She's harboring bitterness. She's harboring unforgiveness uh, towards this guy because of what was done to her. So she takes that, all those feelings of bitterness and, and anxiety and, and, and hatred towards this person into her marriage, and she doesn't really understand that all that stuff that happened then because she didn't deal with it back then. Um, it carries over and it's affecting her. Um, forgiveness mm-hmm. is so it's so vital, so vital. It's real to become victorious in Christ. Um, and how can we dare say we can't forgive someone when God forgives us? You know, is there anybody out there who needs to forgive someone today? Do you find yourself judging up the past and refusing to forgive someone who has done you harm? Are you continually allowing the ghost of your past to hover over your present? and prevent you from moving on into the future that God has ordained for you. Because until you deal with unforgiveness, you cannot move on and do and be everything that God wants you to be. So forgiveness is such, such a key. We all need to remember that once we are in Christ, according to the word of God, we're a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things yes. become new. But forgiveness, yes. either for others or for ourselves, is not an option. And a lot of times we hold on to unforgiveness, but one thing we, we must remember is that forgiveness really is for me. It's not for the other person. Because as I just mentioned, or for me to move on and fulfill God's purpose in my life, which is to strengthen and encourage somebody else, I gotta I gotta get rid of that stuff. So that was really a key um turning point in her life when she was able to uh acknowledge that she needed to forgive. And when she did forgive this person, it was like shackles fell, literally fell. And that scene, I won't go into all of it, but that scene um, when she was able to release it, oh, my goodness. I, I, even talking about it now, I can, I, I, I can remember writing about it. And it was like all of us have stuff in our past, baggage in our past that we did not come clean with then. Hopefully we've come clean with it now, you know. But you got to. It's like. All things are passed away. We got to we got to allow that stuff to be in the past and forgive. Not for that person. A lot of times that person moves on with their life. They don't even realize you holding on forgiveness towards them. But to be everything that God wants us to be, and think about Jesus who went on the cross for us and how He told um, God to forgive those people what they did to Him, so they yeah. know not what they did. And then how can yeah. we have the audacity to say, "I'm not going to"? Forgive Shirley. I mean, um, I thought Shirley. Let me stop, okay? Because <laughs> no, that, that one. <laughs> no, that's no, that's because that's so important. Uh, that you know, forgiveness. Because one of one of the things, I, I think that there is levels to to uh, the forgiveness. First, that 
we have to receive the forgiveness for ourselves. You know, the Bible Amen. talks about now, therefore, now there's no more condemnation. And a, and a lot of times we, because we allow the enemy to, to play uh, tapes, you know, the enemy will play, will play tapes and say, look what you did, look what uh-huh. you did, look what you said, look where you were, you know, how could God love you with all that junk in mm-hmm. your life and, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you're not forgiven and, you know, why are you thinking that? And, 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 and if, you, if you're not careful, you can start to, and then people will come, you know, people you ain't seen in five years will come yeah. or call you, you know, they want to hang out like you used to hang out, you know, and, and yeah. you, start, you start giving wind to that thing, you know, and not Amen. saying, but I'm not, I'm, I am, like you said, I am a new creature, and I have been forgiven. So we first yeah. have to forgive ourselves and receive right. the forgiveness that right. God has forgiven me. You know, I, I, I'm a child of the Most High, and, and he has forgiven Amen. me. So I had yeah, a lot of junk in my life, but God's forgiven me, and I'm not her or I'm not him, yeah. but this is who mm-hmm. God is making me. So we have mm-hmm. to forgive ourselves first. And then yeah. I think once we forgive ourselves, then we're able to forgive others. Well, like you said, how dare we? How dare we hold something against somebody and, and God has forgiven us? And I know Amen. one of the things I learned that when you're not in Christ or uh, or even when we're in Christ, we still did some stuff. Yes. But if somebody is not having a relationship with God, just think about yourself, ourselves, mm-hmm. that we're capable of anything in this body of flesh. Amen. So how Amen. dare I hold, yeah, how dare I hold something against you and God mm-hmm. didn't hold it against you. And so yes. we have to learn how to forgive others. And like you said, it's not even for them, but it's for us. Unforgiveness can can cause stress. It can cause, like, headaches. It can cause a heart attack. It can cause so many negative Mm -hmm. things in our lives. And we grow Mm -hmm. up. We can grow up like that, and we never get the release towards our purpose and our destiny. As Ephesians 4.32 says, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Amen. So he's forgiven us. So we got to forgive. We got to forgive you. Too. Like you said, it ain't, it ain't easy because, you know, folks easy. done did you wrong. Folks done talked about yeah. you. Folks done lied on you. Folks done mm-hmm. rejected you. I mean, the list can go on, but nevertheless, God still says you got to let it go. Let it go. Let it Amen. go. Because he says, he, he who the son sets free is free indeed. And so Amen. I don't want nothing hindering my destiny and my purpose. Because especially right. somebody, especially somebody else, I, I don't want I, I don't want ever right. to happen to my life. And so we have to we have to walk in 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 forgiveness, uh, and that's real. So I want to give you about another five minutes or something else you want to. Those are the principles that I that I that I pulled out there. Is there something else that you would like to add or or share uh, in okay. regards to? what you learned to, to even doing the book, writing the book. Thank you. Thank you. I did want to read another excerpt when we talk, when we talk about forgiveness. For some reason, I think that that's heavy on a lot of people's hearts. And I wanted to read a little bit more about um, what's in the book on forgiveness, okay? okay. Um, it says, you may be going through life at this precise moment, feeling as though you are all alone, miserable, and just downright unlovable. You have read all the right books. You've heard some of the most uplifting songs and perhaps listen to all sorts of inspirational intended messages. You've prayed, 
and you've prayed and you've prayed. Well, have you ever stopped to wonder, even for a brief moment, that maybe the feelings are brought on by unforgiveness, buried way deep within you? Let's call this hidden unforgiveness. Perhaps you're going through life with some unresolved conflict within yourself. This could be your down, your biggest downfall. Once you have asked God to forgive you, I want to get this audience. Once you have asked God to forgive you, it's time to forgive yourself. You have got to resolve any remaining conflict within yourself. Stop beating up on yourself for something you did or didn't do 10, 20, or even 50 years ago. Are you continually allowing the ghost of your past to hold over your present and prevent you from moving on into the awesome future God ordained for you? Are you saying that God won't forgive you? Are you saying that his word is not true? Did you ask for forgiveness? Did his word say he would forgive you? And remember it no more. For some reason, uh, Pastor Cheryl, I just wanted to read that um, to someone out there might be dealing with that spirit of unforgiveness. And I just wanted to reiterate everything you said and everything, um, you know, that we've said so far about unforgiveness. Um, Amen. I just, I just hope that um, the, the books uh, have been encouraging to those who have already read them and that they wouldn't just read it for pleasure, but that would just, a lot of the um, materials in it, a lot of it uh, is, um, um, goes back and recites so many different scriptures and all. And at the end of both of my books, I do um, include the, a simple appeal uh, from me, really, and it's the plan of salvation that's in each book. So I hope that as people read the books, that they don't just put it on a shelf later, that they will share what they've learned with others, because that's my whole, my own goal, the purpose I believe God has for me, is to encourage somebody so that they can go out and encourage someone else. And encourage folks who eat it. If they, you have a relationship with, with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, that your relationship will be strengthened. And if you don't have one, that you would come to get to know um, God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And then that you wouldn't be selfish with that. You would just keep passing the word on and on and on. I, I truly um, believe that that's this is my purpose and this is my uh, I'm hoping that mm-hmm. it's been, um, you know, um, it's been helpful to someone who's read it and that they can know that it's not about me. Uh, and I, uh, Pastor Shirley, I know you can uh, agree with that, that it's not about us. It's about building his kingdom, you know. Yes. And so that's the whole purpose wherever I go and, and share about this. I'm sharing his love, you know, and I'll be, I'll be the first to say um, this is about God. It's not about the nesters. It's not about titles. It, this is about God and what he wants us to do because uh, we don't have much long on this earth. And then you talk about leaving a legacy. Uh, what legacy are we, are we leaving behind, you know? So I do thank you for the opportunity, but I just want to share that. Amen. Amen. So where can, can, can folks get your book? Okay, thank you. Um, I do have my own website. Um, the book is also uh, available on Amazon. If you go to Amazon, you put in my my name, uh, my full name, Vanessa Williams. It'll pull up both books. I also have a website that gives a lot more information about um, some of the book tours, some of the speaking engagements, um, different things. And that's um, authorvanestawilliams.com. Authorvanestawilliams is all all written together. dot com. And you can go there. I've got some blogs out there um, and, and lots of information. And it also will direct you to um, Amazon to purchase the books as well. 
But both books are on Amazon. And um, so go buy your book today. <laughs> amen, 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 amen. Well, this has been a blessing. But one thing I want you to do, you mentioned uh, that at the end of your book, uh, that you have a the plan for salvation. And so mm-hmm. if you if you would just be so kind uh, uh, right now is to just give the call to salvation for anybody that may be on the call tonight, if you can do that for me, I appreciate it greatly. Amen. Thank you for this opportunity. I say to anyone, everyone out there, um, we talked about quite a few things. We talked about the principles of hope, love, faith, and forgiveness, um, all of that. But until you accept God saving grace through his son, Jesus Christ, you won't be able to um, embrace these principles of hope, love, faith, and forgiveness. So if you haven't accepted him as your Savior, we want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. Right now, Jesus stands ready with his arms open wide to welcome you home. So basically, if you're not saved, if you've not repented of your sins and accepted Jesus into your heart, if you're not 100% sure where you would spend eternity, I want you to listen to us. Nobody can save you except Jesus. There's only one way to God, and that's through his son, Jesus Christ. But John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Romans 10, 9 says that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So the first thing we need to do is admit you are a sinner. Romans 3, 10 lets us know that there is none righteousness. I don't care what you think you've done that's good. There is none righteous, no, not one. You need to be willing to turn from your sin. That's to to repent. You need to believe that Jesus Christ died for you, that he was buried and rose from the dead. As John 3, 16 says, we read that earlier. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, Romans 10, 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So right now, through prayer, you can invite Jesus to come into your heart right now by repeating this prayer after me. Because Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you're not saved, then you can repeat this prayer with me right now. And guess what? In a moment, in a moment, your life will be eternally changed. Dear God, I'm a sinner, and I need forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sin. I believe that he was raised from the dead. Right now, Lord, I am willing to turn from my sins. I ask for your forgiveness, and I invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart and to my life as my personal Savior. If you just trusted Jesus as your personal Savior just then, guess what? You've just begun a wonderful new life in Christ. We are rejoicing with you. The angels are rejoicing with you. And there is nothing better on this earth that you could have ever done. Read your, get a good Bible where you can read it every day. Get to know Jesus. Spend some time with him. Talk to him in prayer and share his love with others. And then don't forget to get into a local church where Jesus is preached. Amen. 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 And also, if you've surrendered uh, tonight, 
and you've asked God to now be the orchestrator of your life, please contact me and let me know. And I have some additional information that I want to send to you to help you on your new journey. Again, I can be reached at Apostle S. Jones at Rehoboth FLC. God, this has just been such a blessing, Minister Vanessa. I said your name right that time, right? Vanessa, right? <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you so very much for being my guest and sharing with us tonight. Uh, I just pray that you be continually blessed and that you continue to write books as words of encouragement as God leads you on your journey. So thank you, my sister. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining me tonight and joining me again next month. I pray that the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. Love you guys. Love you guys. Have a great night. God bless. Love you. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. I want to thank you for listening to When Christians Speak Talk Radio. This is just a reminder. Here's Abound and Grace with Minister Vanessa Williams. is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Declaring the finished work with Pastor Pat Randall is every Thursday at 12 noon. Friday Night Joy with Pastor Ray is the first, the second, and the fourth Fridays at 7 p.m. The Bread of Life with Pastor Ray is the first and the third Sundays at 7 p.m. Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Our monthly broadcasts are as follows. Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Bold and the Beautiful with Reverend Norita Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Adoration with Evangelist Louis McIlwain is every third Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Marriage Takeover, the body of one with Pastor Eric and Pastor Tamika Thompson is every fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. Hour 3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk with Ray Rose, Antonio Mitchell, Tyrone Rose, Clea Fuss Malone, and Esther Green is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Our weekly prayer is called Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. It's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call number. The number is 712-770-5505. The SS code is 732-4995. Amen. Also, I want to remind you of Matters of the Heart Singles Ministry Broadcast. We broadcast every third Friday at 7 p.m. Our hosts are Renee Malone, Ray Rose, Hope Williams, Robert Waring, Maggie Wilson, and Felicia Shears. We're excited about this group of people. Our singles coming together and speak and say what does says the Lord. We also have the more newest broadcast called Spiritual Nuggets of Truth and then what air on the second and the fourth Monday of the month at 8 p.m. is led by Minister Carmen A. Booker and we appreciate her coming on and being new to the family. Amen. We want to encourage you to go and check out our website of When Christians Speak Talk Radio and on that you can find a little bit more about the different hosts and a little bit more about uh, what we got going on some of the previous broadcasts and platforms that you use. Also, you will be able, if you would like to sow a seed or a donation into the ministry, you can do that now by 
clicking on donate now. I thank you for your time, and again, I thank you for listening to When Christmas Be Talk Radio. God bless you. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.